It's time for another rain check. We are joined by Jared Chaffron to get an update on the Ontario rain and how some important key players for the Kings, especially goalie Cal Peterson, are doing for the Kings AHL affiliate. That and a quick preview of tonight's game against the San Jose Sharks on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are excited to be joined once again by Jared Chaffron. He is the manager of communications and content for the Ontario Reign, and he is going to let us know everything that's going on with the Kings AHL affiliate. Jared, I know it's a game day for you. Uh, Thank you for uh, making some time for us today. Sure, Eddie, no problem. Yeah, excited to uh, talk some rain. Uh, I know that uh, the rain season from afar has been a little bit like the Kings season, up and down, good moments and bad moments. The Kings have kind of gotten on track lately. It seems like the rain are still trying to find their way. Uh, maybe just a little overview on the season so far to this point. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, that's very fair. The rain uh, started off the season pretty hot. Uh, they won uh, a really good, had a good winning streak early on. They were in the top few in the division uh, about a month or two into the season uh, just actually came off their longest losing streak uh, did win their last game against uh, the, the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, but had lost seven in a row uh, before that. And, you know, obviously uh, you know, some games are closer than others. I think a lot of the games during the losing streak were pretty close, but weren't able to get over the hump. I think the offense this year has not been uh, what it has been for the rain in the past. And I think there's a lot of young players in this King system that are learning their way through pro hockey. There is, and are some leaders who have taken the reins. Uh, and, and so, you know, guys like TJ Tynan, who was the MVP of the league last year is still having a good season. Uh, and the defense has been better. The goaltending has been great as we'll talk about, I'm sure in a minute, but uh, overall, I think uh, a little underwhelming uh, fifth place right now in the Pacific division the top seven make the playoffs. So I don't think playoffs is really something that the team's worried about, but I also think that they have high expectations and expect to be higher in the standings. Well, the last time we spoke, the season had just gotten underway and there was no way of us knowing that Cal Peterson would be a member of the Ontario Reign the next time that we chatted. Um, but obviously that's a player that everybody uh, with the Kings is curious to know. Um, the numbers are five and five, 2.60 goals against average, 918 save percentage uh, in 10 games. He's allowed a total of 26 goals on 317 shots. He has one shutout. I know he did win his last start, the game you mentioned against the Coachella Valley Firebirds, allowed two goals on 32 shots. It was a 3-2 shootout win for the Reign. So the numbers are the numbers. You're someone who's gotten to see him up close and personal and can let us know how he's looking. So that's the big question. How has Cal Peterson looked since he's joined the Ontario Reign? Yeah, it's funny. I remember the last time we spoke and I was saying how great Phoenix Copley was and I was saying how great the goaltending was. And I think there was no way to know 
how Phoenix Copley would fare at the next level because he had just had such a low sample size in the NHL in his career, but was for sure that he was a great goaltender in the AHL. And it's awesome to see that, uh, you know, he's not necessarily dominating, but he's winning games, uh, which is great for the Kings. Uh, for Cal Peterson, I think that I've really been impressed with the way that he's played. I think the numbers are really accurate. I think that he's giving up about two and a half goals per game. He has kept the rain in every single game. Uh, he's got a five and five record and those five losses, man, I don't think any of them are his fault. Uh, there's been some shoddy defensive play in front of him. And there's a couple games where he was flying around uh, making some great saves. And you know, like I said, I, I don't, I really can't fault him for any of his losses and in his wins, some of them he's been outstanding. So I think he's been really good. Uh, I think he's done everything that you would expect him to do when he came down to the uh, to the AHL and what he was doing before when he was in the AHL. I will say though, again, I mean, two point six goals against average, not terrible, but that's you know, it's not a one point. I, I mean, he's not. I would say that he's been very good at this level. He's put the team in position to win every game, which is great. Uh, I definitely think he's gotten some some of his confidence back. But I also can say that it's not that he's playing so astronomically well that he's almost basically forcing the Kings to call him back up. I don't know that we're at that point. Uh, but again, I, you know, a lot of it is dictated by the play in front of him. And that was the case with the Kings as well. Uh, you know, I think the play from the Kings has improved since he's gotten sent down to Ontario. I mean, you look at the defense and the way the Kings have been playing defense, it's really been a lot better over the last couple months. So you can definitely, uh, you know, that, that definitely has part of it. But I think from a confidence perspective, I, I think he definitely had lost his confidence in the NHL. And uh, that, I think that was clear to, to everybody who was watching him. And I do think that that's, it's there. He has confidence right now. I don't know how he would be if they call him back up in the NHL. Cause I don't think anyone would know, but I think right now we're seeing here in Ontario, a, a confident goaltender. Obviously it's not where he wants to be. Um, but and I don't know how much you can speak to this, but you're around the team. I'm not. So I have to ask you, what's your sense of how he's handled this situation? Um, what's your sense of how his teammates have kind of received him? Has he gone down and, kind of taken a bit of a leadership role being a guy who has NHL experience does he seem to be you know fitting in in a, in a situation that obviously is disappointing for him I think that right away he was very much embraced by the locker room I think that you know there's a lot to learn from a guy who's been in the NHL that much already in his career and I think that a lot of the guys knew him a little bit you know from training camp or you know somewhere around the around the TSPC facility so there was some familiarity. Uh, he also played at Notre Dame. Our captain, TJ Tynan, played at Notre Dame. Um, so there's some some connections and some ties there. Uh, he was actually with the rain uh, during the AHL All-Star game in 2020. And I was talking to TJ about that. He was in that game uh, for the for the Western Conference. He came here uh, to Ontario and got to, to meet Cal and, and play with him there. So there's definitely some ties. Obviously, there's a lot of movement up and down. So guys knew him. Um, he's gotten along great with everybody. I think he has a great attitude. He's come down and, you know, the, our head coach, Marco Sturm said it pretty well the other day when he was talking to me after a game, he said, Cal was upset and more angry and frustrated when he did come down, but he didn't come and show that on a minute by minute basis 
in the in the room or whether it was at practice or during a game came here put his head down started to work knew that he could get back up to the nhl level where whether it's going to be with the kings or somebody else he's definitely a guy who, who can and probably will play in the nhl again and you know he was frustrated which is what you would expect him to be but he wasn't negatively frustrated and, and it was wasn't you know swinging sticks and you know getting frustrated throwing things none of that kind of stuff um but I think overall in the room, he's a pretty quiet guy. I think he's a leader on the ice because the team knows they can count on him for a save in a close game. He, he's made some big saves for the team. So they, they're comfortable playing in front of him. They, they can count on him as a leader on the ice. I wouldn't say he's a very vocal, outspoken type of a leader in the locker room, um, but he gets along great with everybody. I think everybody is thrilled to have him because as long as he's here, the team's going to be in, like I said, the team's going to be in every game. Not every AHL team has the luxury of, of having a goaltender like Cal uh, to go out there every night who, you know, he you can win any game that he's playing in. So the, the teams love having him here. Uh, he's been great with everybody. And, I you know, he definitely isn't thrilled. I mean, he's not coming in with a smile on his face all the time, just happy-go-lucky. I, I wouldn't consider that the way he's been. But he's been driven. He's been focused. And, you know, he's not in a bad mood, but he's also, you know, he knows there's work to do. And he, he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be in the NHL. Another guy who wants to be in the NHL and who is currently with the Kings is Quentin Byfield. Um, he had been recently promoted from the rain after going there on a kind of a conditioning assignment after an illness. Uh, and there is some debate, I think, amongst Kings fans if if it's the right place for him at the moment. Of course, the Kings are obviously playing very, very well, and they're in the position of winning games, being in a playoff race, maybe even you know getting into the lead in the division. They're certainly right there behind Vegas, and so. Maybe it's not a place for a guy to be developing. Uh, I know that when he was in the AHL, he was doing very well. He was like almost a point per game player, nine goals, six assists in like 10 games, something like, like that. Um, when he was with Ontario, did you think it was clear that the way he was playing, that he was ready to come back up? Or is this a situation where maybe he still needs some more time in the AHL? I think that when he's up in the NHL, it's beneficial for him because – his skill level is so through the roof that at the AHL level, he's more skilled, he's faster, and he's more talented than almost every player down here. Um, and being around a Kings team right now that's doing a lot of good things and they're winning some games and there's some older guys who in the NHL can take him under his wing. I mean, he's playing on a line with Andre Kopitar. Nobody on the reign is going to come up with the type of leadership and you know, coaching that Andre Kopitar can give you. If if you're fitting in on a line with Andre Kopitar, then yeah, you should not be in the AHL because that means you're you're a top line player in an, on an NHL team. Um, I do think that you know when he was with Ontario, his consistency was something he needed to improve on. There were some nights where he would score a hat trick. He would be you know seven, eight shots on goal, winning faceoffs, great on the defensive zone. He was just doing everything right. Clearly looking like he was too good, but. There were other nights where he wasn't doing all those things and he was kind of just blending in and he would still get a couple chances and play on the power play. But I think the Kings at that point were looking for that consistency and saying, man, we, we, you know, for him to really earn that call up, he needs to be more consistent night to night. And that's why I think you saw he stayed in the AHL with the rain a little longer than, you know, it wasn't just a little bit of a stint mm -hmm. after he was ill to get right back into shape, it was a little bit of a, you know, full AHL stint to try to make sure he was playing the right way before he got called up. But I think that ultimately if he's healthy 
and he is playing the game the right way and he's got his attitude is is great he should be on the kings because his talent level is there and i think at this point the best way that he's going to get better in the nhl is by playing more games in the nhl the ahl is a good development route uh i think it helped his development a ton but at this point if he's healthy with his talent level and the way that he plays the game he can kind of get by cheating a little bit in the ahl and still get points and still you know be an effective player but in the NHL, obviously, it's a different story. So I think he needs to be up there and get those minutes to learn what it takes to be a full-time NHL player. Uh, he's probably graduated from the, from the AHL at this point. We'll have more with Jared Schaffron, manager of communications and content for the Ontario Reign in a moment. But uh, I need to remind you that today's Locked on LA Kings episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football, obviously the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, college and pro basketball, even esports, they've got you covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. More with Jared Schaffron of the Ontario Reign. And I know another player that a lot of Kings fans are interested in to know about how he's doing is forward Alex Turcott. For those who don't know, Kings first round pick fifth overall in 2019, but he's had health issues, most notably two concussions last season. As a result, he missed the Kings development camp, rookie camp, training camp, but he is back on the ice now 17 games, four goals and six assists. Uh, and I guess the most important question is how is he feeling and, and just how has he looked so far this season? I think he's feeling much better. Um, I think he, from, a, from all the things that he was dealing with in the offseason and at the start of this season is pretty much better. I, I mean, I think it's gone. I think he's back to full uh, full go in that respect, but he's not full at 100%. He's missed the last couple games uh, with a lower body injury, completely unrelated to uh, what was going on. And, and again, I just feel like, man, this guy has such a terrible luck. He, he got boarded on a very you know aggressive hit that was not – uh, in the run of play, I mean, it was it was a penalized hit. All these things that he's had have come off of penalized hits from opponents um, that have just unfortunately knocked him out. Now, this is uh, again a, a pretty minor thing. Um, again, you mentioned that it's a game day for the rain today. He took morning skate this morning. He practiced with the team yesterday before the team traveled to to Vegas to play Henderson. And as of this moment, I actually don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. He's pretty much a, a straight game time decision. I think. He took morning skate, see how he would feel, see if he can give it a go. Um, probably about 50-50 whether, whether he plays tonight. But uh, if he doesn't play tonight, I would think there's a really good chance he'd be back by the weekend. So definitely nothing to be concerned about long term. I think, um, you know, no major issues. He's, he's almost back. So that's great news for, for the rain because, to be honest, after Quentin Byfield was called up, uh, Alex Turcotte, who was playing on – Quinton's wing as a left winger during that time uh, over the last couple of weeks, they had, they had a nice line there with uh, Byfield and Tyler Madden along with Turcott. But once Byfield got called up, Marco Sturm kind of reorganized things, put Alex Turcott back in the middle as a center. And man, it made a big difference. I, I think he really responded to the opportunity of being back in the middle. And he, he has been an outstanding center two way center for the rain uh, you can see his production numbers since he got moved back in the middle have gone up. He's responsible defensively. 
He is just a game changer when it comes to both when he's chipping puck, when pucks get chipped in the offensive end, he is just going 150% after the puck. And I mean, maybe that's why he has gotten hurt a few times. He just go, he goes all out. He's a fun player to watch. He has so much excitement and energy uh, to his game and he hunts pucks and he wins pucks both uh, in the, in the offensive end. And then on the defensive end too, he's, he's just relentless. And I think actually, since he's come back, he's had even more of an edge to his game. I think he realized he needs to protect himself. He needs to stand up for himself. So if somebody hits him, he's right in their face and uh, definitely a little bit more defensive uh, physically, but definitely been a joy to watch him. I think the the biggest challenge for him is like, I've seen this type of game from him before in the AHL. The biggest challenge has just been to stay out there for a longer period of time. I mean, it seems like every 10, 15 games, something crops up as some kind of an injury. So I think the challenge for him and what fans are looking for is, can he play 40 straight games? You know, can he really get in there and start to round out and develop his game? Because he has all the raw skills and the tools, but he just hasn't consistently been able to play since he turned pro. And yeah, COVID at the beginning was a little you know troublesome. There wasn't as many games and there's different things like that where the schedule was messed up, but a lot of it's been injury related. So, you know, for the biggest thing for him is just to continue to stay healthy and continue to produce at a high level. I think it was a great sign to see him take that number two center spot right back uh, when he got that opportunity. And I think when he gets back in the lineup, that's exactly where Marco Stern is going to put him when he's healthy. Um, and so we'll see how it goes, but I think, you know, it's exciting to watch him play. It's just got to see that, uh, you know, that consistency and hopefully he can kind of stay healthy. Another player who had some issues before the season started was Martin Kromiak uh, getting ready for his first AHL season. I know he missed the COVID rescheduled World Juniors because of an illness, and then he had an appendectomy right before the season started. Uh, looking at the stats, 14 games, um, he's got uh, one goal and three assists, and he just scored his first goal, I believe, in the team's last game. Um, ha- mm-hmm. Has he? Has it been slow to get him into the lineup, and how is he coming along? Yeah, I think in the beginning, you know, with a couple guys that came down from L.A., uh, you know, they kind of took took some spots that were open in the top six and the top nine. So he's some of the games that he's dressed, he's just been on the fourth line. So he's not getting a ton of minutes, which just which definitely hurts the production. And I just think, you know, it's a it's a big step going from the OHL to the AHL. You're playing against men. Uh, he put up some amazing numbers in the OHL. But he's playing with Shane Wright when he was up there, mm-hmm. who uh, another guy who, you know, is back in juniors. Um, has, has played some time in the NHL and the AHL this year. And I think we have seen some improvement. It's been slow, but you're right. The best game that Chromiak played was on Sunday. Uh, he had a breakaway that he had a chance at. Shot was saved, but the penalty shot was called in the play. Made a great move on the penalty shot, but he just missed the net. Uh, and I was like, man, it would have been great to see him you know, score and get that confidence level up. But even having those chances earlier in the game, you could see he's starting to get more confidence, and then he ended up scoring off a nice pass by Nate Thompson. And well, the great thing about that goal, too, obviously, you know, any anytime you get your first goal in a, in a new league, that's a huge confidence boost, booster. But I think a lot of his play has been on the outside. Like, he hasn't been able to get into the inside. He's not that big of a player. He needs to learn uh, how he can, at this level, get to the net. And the goal that he scored was from right near the net. So that was really good to see. Uh, he's going to have to get to the net to get more chances. He has a great shot. He's playing on the second power play unit. So the team is trying to work his shot in as much as possible. Kind of reminds me um, a little bit of Arthur Kaliev when he was coming up. Like the shot is there, 
but all of the other things on how to get open, how to get your shot through, how to play against men. I mean, it took Arthur a little bit of time and he was in the AHL his first year. And, you know, you saw the the progress that he's made. I, I don't think Chromiak's the same necessarily type of player, but he reminds me a little bit of, of what Kaliev had to do. Okay. The shots there, he's a natural scorer, but you know, it's not just going to come automatically. You have to do all these other things really well and play against these, these bigger, stronger opponents. So I think that's a transition for him. I think being with some older players like Nate Thompson has really helped him. And we're definitely seeing a more confident Martin Chromiak. And as a result, he's, he's receiving some more minutes out there. He's got more playing time. He's been up on the third line. And like I said, on the power play. So I think that's, that's important. I think uh, definitely a work in progress and more of a, a long-term project. I don't think we're going to see him up with the Kings right away, but definitely got to keep your eye on because he he has that skill level and, and that high, high talent. As we close things out here with Jared Chaffron of the Ontario Reign, um, obviously there's some familiar names that Kings fans are, are, know about and Samuel Fogimo. Uh, you've mentioned Tyler Madden. I know Leah Sanderson's leading the team with nine goals. Any players that you want to mention that you feel have really had a standout first half of the season for the Ontario Reign? Well, he's not with the Reign right now, but I mean, I can't, stop gushing about Jordan Spence. I think the way that he has elevated his game in all areas, offensively, defensively, power play, penalty kill, different situations. I mean, he's been a complete difference maker in the games that he's played for the rain. The team has been so much more organized defensively. He has done an excellent job of getting to know Tobias Bjornfoot. The two of them have been as shut down of a number one defensive pair as you can have in the league. And I think he's a great model for other guys. I mean, not, not everyone else. In fact, nobody has the skill level that he has, especially on the skating side of things. But just to watch him out there is just super fun. Uh, he has definitely been the, the most exciting player on the team this year. And, you know, from a points perspective, last year he was wowing uh, because of the power play numbers with, with Tynan and Martin Furk. The power play has been okay. It's middle of the pack. It's not breaking records like it did last year. Uh, but – you know, he, he just does so much. He's been, he's been everything that you would, that you would expect for. So, you know, at this point, every time he gets called up, I'm like, that's it. He's not coming back. He's going to be with the Kings, but obviously the Kings have so many right shot defensemen. He hasn't gotten an opportunity to get in the lineup much with, with LA. So they want to keep him fresh. They want to keep him developing. So he's been back and played games with us and we're happy to have him. But um, you know, I just think that he is the most ripe defensive prospect that has been with the rain this year. And I know that when he gets the opportunity in the NHL, he's going to run with it. He is such a good skater and he learns so quickly, like the way he adapts. So it's going to be really cool to see him succeed at some point in the NHL. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's some other guys definitely there. They're taking some steps that are doing some good things with Ontario this year, but he is by, by far and away the, the guy who's impressed me the most this season. And he was, the most maybe the most impressive player last year and that's why i'm so impressed this year is because he's taken his what he learned last year and he's gone way past it he just keeps getting better every night that is jared Shaffron. he is the manager of communications and content for the ontario rain jared always a pleasure again thanks for joining us on a game day best of luck to the rain tonight and uh, we'll definitely talk to you and check in again later on in the season thanks eddie appreciate it all right take care thanks jared 
All right, we're going to preview tonight's game against the San Jose Sharks real quick, but I need to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects. It's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. NHL draft rankings, uh, are, you can find there. Also, top prospect comparisons for every team. That is Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So the LA Kings will host the San Jose Sharks tonight. Want to give you a quick preview of the game. Uh, it is at Crypto.com Arena. Another Pacific Division matchup for the LA Kings who check in with a record of 24-14-6, second in the Pacific Division. San Jose is at 13-21-8. Only the Ducks have a worse record in the division. LA is 9-2-1 in their last 12 games. That includes back-to-back wins over division opponents in Vegas and Edmonton. San Jose has just six wins in their last 21 games. That includes a pair of losses against the LA Kings. Sharks did pick up a win in their last game. That was a 4-2 victory in Arizona. On Tuesday, according to a friend of the show and LA Kings insider Zach Dooley, Phoenix Copley was the first off the ice at the morning skate today, which means he is expected to start tonight. I'm a bit surprised by that. I thought this was a good place to uh, slot in Jonathan Quick, frankly, against a lesser opponent, um, trying to get Quick back uh, in net on track. Um, But looks like Tom McClellan is deciding we're going to keep Phoenix Copley in net for now and keep things rolling. Um, so interesting if that ends up being the case. Also, judging by the morning skate, uh, it looks like Alex Edler, the veteran defenseman, is going to play as well. I also thought this was a good spot to get him a rest. Uh, and as we mentioned with Jared Chaffron, maybe a nice uh, place to insert Jordan Spence in the lineup to get him a little playing time. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. We'll have to wait and see. But again, Kings against the Sharks tonight. The game is not going to be televised locally. It is a national TV broadcast on TNT, the start time a little bit earlier than normal, not 7.30, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And, of course, as always, you can listen to it on the King's iHeart Audio Network. That's going to do it for today's show. If you would like to uh, follow us on Twitter, we're at LockedOnLAKings, also Instagram, at LockedOnLAKings. If you want to send an email on anything that was talked about on this show or anything we've talked about in recent shows, uh, we are going to have a Feedback Friday segment where we answer and read your emails the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. That is Locked on Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Hope you have a great day, great night. Hopefully we talk about a Kings victory coming up tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.